From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The University of North Carolina Tar Heels vacation. Coming back from vacation. Maybe a little, uh, little hangover from the Duke, uh, the Duke win. Anybody? Huh? UNC lost to Clemson last night in what can only be described as the Duke win, beating them the next game. And what can only be described is UNC proving last night that the moment you believe in anyone in the ACC this year, they'll make you feel dumb. Caution, you know, believe in two 30-point wins by Wake Forest. Soon as you think someone's putting anything together in a positive light, they're going to pull that rug out from under you. This was the definition of a hangover loss. It was a bad game that got worse after the game. In the game, P.J. Hall, Joe Girard for Clemson got it going, right? Those were the two guys. You can go back and listen to our show yesterday. Guess which two guys we mentioned, P.J. Hall and Joe Girard. You didn't have a better plan for them? Clemson, by the way, give Brad Brunell and and give that, that Clemson squad credit. They did what they had to do to win the game, but – it starts and ends with those two guys for Clemson scoring the basketball at least. There's other roles for other players, but, it, you know, were you surprised that they tried to to carry the load offensively? Did they catch you off guard with their two best scorers trying to score the ball? That was a game UNC wants back. I thought Shefflin had an underrated performance too for the Tigers. He's a good, a good rebounder, knocked down some free throws. Dan showed on the score sheet, but he rebounded well, and he makes you pay if you're not paying attention to the small details on the floor. Which North Carolina was not paying attention to all game. Armando Baycott showed up offensively, right? The, the He, for the second straight game, putting up, you know, 20-plus, 10-plus rebounds. That That's great. Uh, and and I guess you could argue Harrison Ingram was upended a bit by the the injury and being in and out of the lineup. But But what the heck is going on with the rest of that roster? Cormac Ryan, keep shooting, bud. One will fall eventually. R.J. Davis, yeah, you know, 20 points on 30 shots isn't as impressive as it think. They came back in the second half, tied it at 70. I thought, right, it had the same feeling. Their last two games, actually, right? Or, sorry, last two losses. The Georgia Tech loss, which came before the Duke game, and the Clemson loss, which came after the Duke game, there were moments with like six, seven minutes left in the game where it looked like North Carolina was going to win a close one, and we were all going to go, they, they, they avoided it, right? Oh, they were looking ahead to Duke, but they avoided it. Nope, Georgia Tech finished better. Georgia Tech wins the game. Ties up at 70 in the second half of the Clemson game. It feels like UNC will win by a couple, and we'll all go, whew. right? That Duke game almost beat him the second time. And, and, and then what happens? Both games, Georgia Tech and Clemson, the other team finishes better. A lot to, to improve on, a lot to be upset about. I really thought we were in when North Carolina started to close the margin a little bit towards the end of the game. I thought we were in for another 2020 overtime, maybe even double overtime classic. See, I didn't even think we were going to get there. I It felt like to me – UNC would win by two or three, and and the the reaction would be the the early part of the game they dug themselves a hole because they were hungover from the Duke win, and then they 
collected themselves. They're a second half team, and and they won the game. I thought that was be that would be the narrative. It'd be a really boring day here on the uh, the show. We'd be talking about the Canes to start the show. But then they didn't pull it off, and now they've lost two of their last three. Granted, the one is awesome, but they've lost two of their last three. And then the postgame presser started, and that's where it got really interesting. That's where that like the postgame presser is why I'm so comfortable saying this truly was the metaphorical hangover after the Duke win, because you heard things like this from Armando Baycott. Just too casual uh, practice. We didn't come out how we wanted to. I mean, our practices, we're going full on, all out, and they just haven't been that good these last two days. And shoot around today, we had a bad shoot around. And even in warm up today, we didn't get out there on time. We didn't, we just, our approach this whole coming up to this game just wasn't where it needed to be. And we got what we deserved. So, just to be clear, in case you couldn't hear it, I know there was some background noise. Not an intense practice. Their practices are normally all out, and they weren't. Not a good shoot around and showed up late for warm-ups. Strike one, strike two, strike three. You're telling me you're not taking the game seriously. For clarification, the media went to Harrison Ingram, asked him about specifically guys showing up showing up late for warm-ups. I feel like, I mean, we, most people would take naps before the game. You know, I feel like we just weren't ready to go. Some people slept in. I mean, we are getting taped, and you know, people were just late, and it just can't happen. I feel like that showed in the game. I mean, that was like one of the first games we were late, and we came out slow. Energy in the warm-ups was slow. Energy at halftime, everything just wasn't the same. What? Spot on. Can't happen. Taking naps, getting taped. Guys were moving slow. Guys were late. You need to take naps on game day. Everybody does it, okay? You stay off your feet. You get your energy. You need to take – it's got to be routine. Set an alarm. Buddy system. They talked about how the team didn't practice well, didn't walk through well, and showed up late to warm-ups. That is the definition of a Duke hangover, right? I mean, the reason why you call it a hangover is because what? You, maybe a Thursday night, you're in your first professional job, you're early in your 20s, you go out, a little thirsty Thursday action. Oh, gosh. They, they had $2 drinks. You got after it a little much. What happens the next day? Friday, you show up to late. You show up work late, right? It's like... I'm supposed to be there by 8. I got there at 9.15. A little sluggish. Not my best day. By 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I was already thinking about the weekend. That's what they did in an ACC basketball game. Stop it, Tim. I'm getting flashbacks. That's what they did in an ACC basketball game against a team in Clemson that they knew was better than than their record says. I think another thing that surprised me going back and listening to Baycott's postgame comments uh, earlier in, in the clip, he talked about how it was Cormac Ryan going around telling the team, hey, guys, we got to be on our A game. This is a desperation game for Clemson. They know this is a game that can save their season. No offense to Cormac Ryan. Why is he the one that's saying that? Why is it not it's, R.J. Davis? Why is it not Baycott? It's probably because he's used to it, right? Uh, the interesting part of the UNC transfer portal guys this year is they didn't come from programs that were making the tournament, right? The other guys came from programs that know what it's like to – to be on the other side of that. To, to be in a desperation game. They're probably looking around, and, and by the way, North Carolina was there at times last year, but they're looking at, at Clemson going, if they don't beat us, they don't turn their season around. That I mean, it, it was such a quintessential, obvious trap game opportunity, and, and, and it's, you know, it's a bad horror movie, right? The bad horror, what, what happens in a bad horror movie? 
well, we could get into that running car and and drive home and, and drive to the police station and tell them, hey, our buddy was murdered. Or we could go back into the house with uh, where we don't have cell reception and, and we can try to catch the murderer ourselves. Wasn't this a Geico commercial? It was. It was very, the, the, they hide behind the chainsaws. Yeah. Like, the, the, what should you do? It's like UNC. What could you? This is a game that's a trap game. You could focus in, lock in, be aware that, hey, we just had a big game against Duke, right? We, we could go, go be aware that we're going to be a little emotionally tested here. So let's make sure we're on our P's and Q's and practice hard and walk through with focus and uh, be on our stuff on game day. Or what could we do? Well, we could not practice hard. We could not be focused in walkthroughs. We could show up late. We could depend on one of our transfer role players to try to get us locked in. And then we could go into the game, build ourselves a huge hole, try to close that hole, and then not end up being able to be the the team that finishes the game best. How does that sound? Yeah, you're right. We could go hide behind the chainsaws. Maybe that's where we'll be safe from the, the horror movie villain. We could, we could just drive to the police and, and let them handle it or hear me out. We could cut the brakes on the car so the murderer can't get away. Neither can we. And, and then we can go into this rickety old house that hasn't been opened. The door's been locked since the murderers took place there 30 years ago. Like, it's that obvious what they fell into. It's that obvious. And we were all... You go back and listen to the show. Like I said, it's on our YouTube page, 99.9 The Fan. It's on all our podcasts. We were screaming, don't fall for it. We were screaming, this is the one. And they went, yay, we'll be fine. They weren't fine. Spoiler. Lost the game. Don't believe in anyone in the ACC this year. Don't believe in anyone in the ACC this year. They're only there to break your heart. Break your, your, your brain. Make you feel stupid. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wake Forest is still the team that lost four of six games from January 9th to the end of January. But when they put it together, they're good. I mean, heck, at one point we had the re- we had the rerun of it in the on in the office yeah. or in the cubicle. Just, wa- just watching it. And twenty ten, to three. It was yeah. twenty to three before you blinked. Ten minutes into the game, Jordan Tech only had three points. There there there's there's something to be said for Wake Forest being just pretty darn good. There's something to be said for games like last night make you more frustrated by the losses they suffered in January. It's like, if you could do that, why did you do that other thing, right? It's, it's you know, if you can drive the ball with your driver 400 yards, why are you ever taking out the three-wood? Like, like w- w- just do that every time. Then there's the, 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 the kind of ugly side of a game like that. They mollywopped him, like I said, schmalacked him. Whatever your you pull sizzle jack, sure. Whatever your your way of describing a gigantic, just just dominant victory, they did that. Sizzle jacked, I guess would be the way to say it. Um, 
the they never really took their foot off the gas, right? And I thought it was interesting because uh, obviously I follow uh, Coach Forbes, their their coach on Twitter, and somebody said, you know, some Twitter person, I'm not discrediting whoever it is, but I don't remember who it was, said, you know, it's kind of messed up that Wake Forest has won their last two games by a bunch and the walk-ons haven't gotten in the game. They beat Syracuse by 29, uh, and then they they stomped on Georgia Tech last night. And Forbes responded, right, because he's a man of the people. Uh-oh. He said, I agree. He said, I agree, but the way the net rating is set up is we have to win by a lot. We have to run up the score because that makes it better for us in our net rating, and those types of things come into play. And then he listed the walk-ons by name and said we thank them in the locker room after wins and and basically said I wish I could play them and say, you know, all right, we'll win by 25 instead of 30. Uh, but But he can't. And that's an ugly part of the net rating. When running up the score is that important. Do you know how important it is? Wake Forest is up to 32nd in the net rankings. Okay, 32nd. That's good for the ACC. You need teams up there in the net rankings. Way up from where they were two games ago after they ran up the score on Syracuse and Georgia Tech. Didn't play their bench, as we mentioned. Pedal to the floor to get those two big wins. That's not right. It's not right. The name of the game is win. The name of the game is not embarrass them at all costs. Now, also... I'm not somebody that's for, like, you know, taking a knee or or not throwing the ball when you're up by two, three, four touchdowns in a football game. But I am in favor of putting in your backups, right? That, get them those, those uh, memories. Get them that experience, but let them go play. And then if the other team can't stop your backups, that's on them. I'm not in this for oh, it's it's bad for Syracuse and Georgia Tech to lose by a bunch. You don't want to lose by a bunch, don't lose by a bunch. You can control that sort of thing. But I don't want teams to be motivated to go over the top and chase stats and chase embarrassment because the net ranking says to. I have to give a shout-out to uh, Josh Graham, who's, uh, I believe, filled in on this network in the past. He's, he's uh, you know, as covers Wake Forest as, as well as anybody. Uh, he pointed out on Twitter last night, that Wake Forest moved up higher in net rankings after beating Georgia Tech by a bunch than Clemson did for beating UNC. I, I don't get it. I just Because Wake Forest ran up the score on a lesser team, they moved up higher than Clemson did for beating the number three team in the country on the road. All because they decided to pedal to the floor, win by a bunch. That is not what you want to measure. That's not measuring who's the better team. That's measuring who made the other team quit earlier and just ran up the score. That's not right. And and that's something that needs to be evaluated. That's something that college football went through. The, I very vividly remember a game uh, because the BCS, remember the BCS? The BCS val- valued point differential valued scoring valued blowouts the computer did uh i remember an oklahoma game i think the score was 77 to 7 i forget who they were playing i'll look it up during a commercial break and if i'm way off i'll correct myself but it, it, it was i think 77 to 7 and after the game bob stoops said the exact same thing forbes said bob stoops was the coach of oklahoma said i don't want to do that any more than they don't want me to do that but I'm trying to make the national championship game, and sometimes you got to do what you got to do. 
Like he, he was basically saying, like, I wish I could put in my second and third strings and I could give those guys memories. And they're not going to get to play a lot in this program. And, and and this was an opportunity. But instead, I had to go guns blazing all the way to the, the final whistle. And, and it's just that's not right. Wake Forest looked dominant. But guess what? If they looked dominant and called uh, their, their starters to the bench with six minutes left, they're not a worse team, right? But the net ranking would think they were. That's a problem. That's a flaw in the system that needs to be fixed. Clemson beats the number three team in the country. They should move up more than than a team that beat, no matter what the scoring margin was, one of the bottom four or five teams in the ACC. That's just common sense. I'm a big fan of logic and reason. Try to use logic and reason as much as you can. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.